to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Assassination Methods of Fifth Generation Warfare. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And today is Monday, July 17th in the year 2023. Over the weekend, there was a very important event that happened. And what it was, was a media hit piece on Robert F. Kennedy Jr. But what this really was, was an assassination attempt, but not in the form you think. So tonight we're going to dig into a little past history on the Kennedys. We're going to be looking at the modern state of events and looking at how this now functions in the modern set of warfare, in fifth generation warfare, how assassination methods are done. And it's pretty, it's pretty dark. Before we begin... Make sure you're doing all you can to protect your wealth. One thing that's absolutely certain is these psychopaths want to crash this economy and do everything they can to prevent you from having tangible wealth, especially in your retirement savings, 401ks, IRAs. That's why we have Birch Gold. Patriots, President Trump recently issued a warning from his Mar-a-Lago home. Quote, our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. End quote. There are three reasons the central banks are dumping the U.S. dollar. Inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. The fact is there is one asset that has withstood famine, wars, and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times. Gold. And you can own it in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. That's right. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. Just text BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, to 989898 for your free info kit. They'll hold your hand through the whole process. The folks at Birch Gold are amazing. Think about this. When currencies fail, gold is a safe haven. How much more time does the dollar have? Protect your savings with gold like I did. Birch Gold has an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers. Text BARDS to 989898 to get your free info kit on gold. Again, text BARDS to 989898. This is one of those decisions you will never regret. Do it today. So, Patriots, about three weeks ago, one of the films that is probably going to go down as one of the most important films of our time, The Sound of Freedom, started to get notoriety and then has hit, since then has hit the cinemas and taken the country by storm. This entire film exposed one of the great evils of our time, which is child sex trafficking. And it has done a great deal in catching media attention and media hype, and most importantly, has started to cross the lines from the conservatives into the liberal base. The people that are in power right now are fearful of this. They understand very well that there's a great threat that's coming to their control 
of the liberal base, which is very controlled by media and their intellectual arrogance. Unfortunately, they're great people, but they have been blinded by the fact that they think that they understand the world better, they understand the world more intellectually, and they have a bias towards the conservative base. It's a reality, but it's there. And I, and I can say it's unfortunate because when you sit down and talk with them, they're great people, they have a heart for America, but they can't get past much of this lens. In fact, one of those great psyops that was done was to make them hate President Trump so much they could not witness what the media was actually doing to him. The media that they're now starting to discover has never been their friend. But there's another big event that's happening in parallel to this. In parallel to the child sex trafficking issue, which has started to rise to the top, there is a stealth weapon that's been launched by the people, by the liberals, by a man who has passion and compassion for America. And though I don't agree with all of his policy statements, I give him enormous amount of credit for standing up against one of the most evil corporate empires ever built, and that's Big Pharma. And, and who that person is, is Robert Kennedy Jr., he has spoken out boldly against the vax. He has spoken out aggressively against the need, not against vaccines as whole. And I, and I credit him for giving this as a great way of introducing the problem. He has pushed on the efficacy of the injections that have been given on all spectrums, emphasizing as well on many of the areas that have happened to where the, the bills that have allowed these people to get away with literally murder with no compensation, no, no liability for the, in the legal space. He is a threat, and he's also a threat because he's speaking truth in a party that does not want truth. And remember, this isn't one, two parties. This is one party. So over the weekend, there was a, or early last week, I should say, there was a video that was released, which we're going to dig into in a minute. But I want to set some conditions here about who we're talking about. This is Robert Kennedy Jr., that comes from a legacy of family members who have literally been annihilated. Let's begin with a, re a remembrance of John F. Kennedy and his assassination. And now for the next 30 minutes, as the world turns. For viewers of the CBS soap opera, as the world turns, first word, came at about 1.40 p.m. Eastern time. It happened too quickly for cameras to be in place. And I gave it a great deal of thought, Grandpa. Here is a bulletin from CBS News. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. Then it was back to the soap opera, but not for long. Soon after, Walter Cronkite was back, reporting from the CBS newsroom, complete with rotary telephones and wire machines. This picture has just been transmitted by wire. It is a picture taken just a moment or two before the incident. If you can zoom in with that camera, we can get a closer look at this picture. And almost exactly one hour after his initial bulletin, this now famous announcement. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. And 
Vice President Lyndon Johnson <clears throat> has left the hospital in uh, Dallas, but we do not know uh, to where he has proceeded. Uh, presumably, he will be taking the oath of office shortly and become uh, the 36th President of the United States. This is an important moment in our history, obviously, one of the most important in modern history. But what was extremely, extremely important to understand is the media at that point in time was basically in three domains. The messaging came from radio, from television, and from newspapers, all of which we now know were owned and controlled by corporate elites, and there was influence with the CIA. There's no question about that. The autopsy of John F. Kennedy was classified. The entire incident was classified. Anybody that dares spoke about the grassy knoll was denounced as a conspiracy theorist. And we were left with a ridiculous concept that a single man shooter using a, a bolt action rifle was able to get three or more rounds off and to kill the president at an incredible distance at a high angle of shot. But the country was in such a state of shock in these types of events when a country went from calm to a state of shock, literally, cognitive processes ceased to function. So this is, an, this is what we might call a third-generation type of an assassination, third-generation warfare, literally an actual assassination using the trauma of PSYOP, the shock and awe of the message to stun a nation and to keep them distracted and not able to process the truth. And then the reinforcing messages of PSYOPs continue through the media, which is 100% complicit in this crime, in pushing the message forward to building a narrative which in the state of trauma and the overwhelming state of trauma that much of the nation is in becomes the accepted truth and they move on. Anybody then that goes back in history to take a look at this, the media is quick to intervene with their partners in three-letter agencies to protect the truth that the United States CIA and others agencies were involved in killing the President of the United States in one of the greatest coups in modern history and in what is effectively a true lethal kill. Now, there was another one, and it was in a similar time frame. And this is the assassination of Robert Kennedy, which is Robert Kennedy Jr.'s father. Listen to this announcement. Senator Robert Francis Kennedy died at 1.44 a.m. today, June 6, 1968. With Senator Kennedy, at the time of his death, were his wife, Ethel, his sisters, Mrs. Stephen Smith, Mrs. Patricia Lawford, brother-in-law, Mr. Stephen Smith, his sister-in-law, Mrs. John F. Kennedy. He was uh, 42 years old. The nation was in a state of shock already from one assassination, in fact, the others that were going on during that period. The 60s were one of the most violent periods in our political history, as Key figures were annihilated, assassinated by our agency to gain power and total seize power over the people. This was yet another event of a stunning event, but the, the, the repercussions of yet another Kennedy being killed. It's stunning how the 
public did not question that this was a conspiratorial attack against the nation or a coup. But much of this is happening because you're dealing with a state of trauma. And when a nation goes into the state of trauma and they have, they're relying on trusted agencies, at least what they think are trusted agencies, the propaganda they're being given becomes the truth by virtue of it just being spoken. There was so much reliance and dependency on the TV and the news, which was always a lie. It literally, tell a vision is what it was designed to do. Then people never conceived of the fact that their government would have, been in, would have been involved in annihilating a particular family of leadership, which they saw as a threat to the institution of power that was now seizing control. And don't kid yourself, the CIA had their hands buried deep in this. Not the entire agency, but key people in this, including the Bushes. Now we move on to what I would say is the next evolution in this sort of assassination. And this has to do with Ted Kennedy and Chappaquiddick. Take a listen. He was at the wheel of the car. They had been at a party. There's no lights there. There's nothing to alert a driver that the bridge is coming. The car leaves the bridge and lands in the water. He can feel Mary Jo struggling beside him in the passenger seat of the car. He gets out. He comes to the surface, and she's not there. I made immediate and repeated efforts to save Mary Jo by diving into the strong and murky current. We will never know exactly what happened in those 10 hours between the accident and when Kennedy reported it to police. And that delay is what Kennedy's had to live with. The anger at Kennedy that has lingered for decades, part of that is because of a sense that there was never really a proper legal resolution to what happened. It's, it, to me, it's very understandable that people would feel that justice was not done in his case. People uh, chorused again and again that they wanted more of an explanation. I think a lot of people who asked what happened were, were really, it was a way of asking why. Why did this have to happen and why did you have to let down your guard and let it happen? Such an amazing statement at the end. Why did you have to let down your guard and let it happen? Most of this roots in the handlers and the people in D.C. that handle these sort of messaging, the spin doctors. And this is one of our next evolution in warfare in terms of assassination. Ted Kennedy was owned for the rest of his life. They controlled him with this story. And whenever this needed to come up, they would just draw this out of their little black hat and lay this out there to remind people again that this was a senator that was apparently involved in something nefarious, which was never really proven or disproven. But that's the mastery of this type of work here, is it leaves the question in people's mind. And unfortunately, people are so heavily influenced by media and shaping that they actually always go to the negative, not the positive. Here's a simple statistic. It's amazing. If people go to a McDonald's, and I say this because it was a McDonald's study, if people go to a McDonald's and they have a bad experience, they will repeat that bad experience on the average of 50 times before they're done repeating it. If they go to McDonald's and have an, exempt, an exceptional experience, it'll be lucky if they repeat it more than five times. 
People seek out negative stories and they feed on negative stories. So the great thing about Chappaquiddick in the sense of a, an attack or a, a masterful strategy is they didn't really have to do a whole lot. The delay is what they exploited. I don't have explanations for it. I'm not making a judgment on it. Be very clear. But I'm looking at this from a tactical and strategic point of view. They used the 10-hour gap to constantly remind people that there was a question in it and point to an undeclared guilt to a man. Again, stunning. The American public is not standing up to three people in a family, in an overall family, that have now come under, come under attack. But because assassination to this point is seen as death, this is now seen as potential corruption even though the institution itself is beyond corruption. Okay, now let's do the setup of what happened last week. It's important. Remember that I've told you that one of the great threats right now to the Democrat institution, and for that matter, for the deep state institution, is Robert Kennedy Jr. Why? He has spoken out boldly against the vax. He has been aggressive, even when they, they, they deplatformed him on the various media places. And the problem is that he comes from a legacy of somebody who they have already assassinated his father. Yes, Sirhan Sirhan got the blame, but let me tell you, if you follow that trail, you're going to end up right back in the three-letter agencies and all the deep state players that are out there. That's not even a question. But they don't want you to know that. And the problem with Robert Kennedy Jr. is that he's a live wire in that space. He's come out already and said that they would probably want to assassinate him. So... He is in a, they are in a position where it's difficult to deal with that sort of lethal assassination without it looking bad. And on top of it, since he's, since he's not, has not taken the injection, pretty difficult to blame the death on a heart attack, which seems to be the going trend lately for everybody that took the injection. But something happened earlier, shortly before Robert Kennedy's piece came out, and we'll play that in a minute, and it happened with Roseanne Barr. Let me play it. This is, I played this already last week, but I want you to hear this again. This was on Pierce Morgan show. Go into it. I'm from the Ukraine. The Ukrainian, the Ukrainian, there, there is a large faction of Nazis. I don't know if you know this, but there's a large amount of Nazis in the Ukraine, and they actually killed my whole family. Um, I'm from the Ukraine, and they marched my entire family, grandmothers, Great-grandparents, well, ten yeah, siblings look. out into the forest and buried them alive in the Ukraine. So I don't understand why everybody's Ukraine. Ukra well, I do understand, and that's also what terrifies me. People better wake up and do some research on their own instead of buying what comes across on the screen. And I try I to mean, shake them up, Pierce. You're goddamn right I do. I try to shake them up and crack their, their mind control programming. I do it for God. Well, here's, Roseanne, what I would say to that. I don't agree with you uh, about uh, a lot of the stuff you said about Ukraine. I know what you said, and you're perfectly entitled to your views. I would say in relation to the suggestion that they're all a bunch of you Nazis... You haven't the seen the swastikas well, on. on those Rosa, soldiers' arms. The it's President in the Zelensky news. The himself is Jewish, so obviously he is de facto not a Nazi. I know, but he's not a good one. Are, are, are all Jews the same? For God's sake, talk about anti-Semitic. Just because the guy's a Jew doesn't mean he likes Jews or that he's doing anything good for the Jews. I mean, so what? Who cares what anybody is? That was the whole point of my tweet. 
just because they're just because they're skin folk don't mean they're kin folk. You know what I mean? Just because they're the same color as you don't mean they ain't trying to lock your ass up. Wake up, people! Here's the problem that we have with what just happened for the deep state control. Roseanne is a Jew. She's Jewish. And she just called out the, the collective Jew empire as saying not all Jews are good. You see, you can't criticize her now. They've already t- kicked her out of Hollywood. She's back, whatever. And suddenly you have a problem. So let's go over a couple of the problems that are unraveling around. One, you have the vaccine issue, which is continuing to persist. And it's getting worse because people are dying and continuing to be exposing the fact that this vaccine was not done properly and it was intended to be a bioweapon. Two, we have one of their most critical elements of control, which is blackmail through pedophilia being exposed now, coming out through Sound of Freedom. These are not small events. Three, Roseanne Barr has now revealed what is a growing rift within the Jewish community, that it is not all one power group that's in agreement, and they're beginning to question their own leadership. And four, you have a Kennedy back in play. And that's dangerous because he's already stated very clearly that he's going to expose what happened to the CIA. Now let's add a little extra spin to it. You probably don't know this, but Robert Kennedy Jr.'s son is married to a former CIA case officer who also knows a lot of these truths. You see, there's a formidable attack coming at the deep state. And what's happening here is now there has to be a way to control it. And controlling it is a problem because violence isn't going to play well in a public that's highly highly divided and on the edge. So let's hear what actually Robert Kennedy Jr. said. Take a listen. And we need to talk about bioweapons. The level I know a lot now about bioweapons because I've been doing a book on it for the past two and a half years. And, um, uh, and you know, the, the, what we, the technology that we now have to develop these microbes, we have we've put hundreds of millions of dollars into uh, ethnically targeted microbes. The Chinese have done the same thing. In fact, COVID-19, there's an argument that it is ethnically targeted. COVID-19 attacks certain races um, disproportionately. The, uh, the, 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 the races that are most immune to COVID-19 are because of the, of the structure of the, of, um, the genetic structure, of, uh, uh, genetic differentials among different races. Of the um, of the receptors of the ACE2 receptor, um, COVID-19 is targeted to attack uh, Caucasians and uh, and uh, and uh, black people. The people who are most immune are Ashkenazi Jews and uh, and Chinese. And but we don't know whether it was deliberately targeted that or not. But there are papers out there that show the you know the. Um, the racial and ethnic differential and of impact to that 
We do know that the Chinese are spending hundreds of millions of dollars developing ethnic bioweapons, and we are developing ethnic bioweapons. That's where all those labs in the Ukraine are about. They're collecting Russian DNA. They're collecting Chinese DNA. Though we can target people by race. So what we just listened to is absolute truth. Fact-based. It's documented. The Russians have been talking about it. This is all coming out of the Ukrainian bioweapons labs, and it's coming from a Kennedy. This is one of the greatest threats the deep state has faced outside of some of the things that Donald Trump has done. And they've got this problem because now there's an awareness coming from Roseanne Barr, who has good reach on Piers Morgan, and they have this awareness coming from the children, which is the liberals waking up to the fact that their great party is complicit to a large degree in trafficking and with pedophilia. So you need to create a moment that will take people's eyes off the event and solve several problems. The question is, how do you assassinate somebody in five, in fifth, fifth generation warfare? How do you assassinate somebody in fifth generation warfare? And you do it like this. You see, what you do is you take a headline, you play that video, and you launch the headline that says that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. says that the Jews were spared. And immediately what you do is you trigger all of this programming that's been going on here since Trump was in office, that there's a rise of neo-Nazism coming out of here. It takes your eyes away from Ukraine, where the Azov Battalion and the real Nazis are. It takes your eyes off of the fact that there's, there really are bad Jews here, and we're going to talk about that in a second. And it puts all the optics onto Robert Kennedy Jr. to, do, to completely disparage him and stain him to such a degree that he can't recover. Now, the question really is then, how do you respond to something like that? And to be perfectly honest, what I've seen is the campaign is bumbling with this right now, unfortunately. Because what he said is where the truth is. But we'll get to all that strategy in a second. And so what they're trying to do is hobble him. And unfortunately, the liberal mass is so indoctrinated into a mainstream media format and structure, even though they think they're leading, reading alternate sites like Slate and others, they're not seeing that they're all controlled. And they're still living in a fairly integrated matrix bubble. And so on, with this hit, they've done a number of things. And this is how a, a fifth-generation warfare assassination works. One, they have hobbled him and put him in a place of calling him, alluding to the fact that he is seeing Jews as a race and brings up all the ideas that, there's, that he's Nazi-oriented. That's just the great programming they've done. But they've also done something else. They've boxed him into a response of having to support Israel. And that means that his domestic policies, it means that his things he's talked about for a middle-class America are now all going to be shaped by input in, from Israeli input and Jewish rabbis and others because they're, they're going to want to overcompensate. And this is where you think through your opponent very clearly. There's an understanding that the response will be to try to counter this with trying to justify that you're not anti-Semitic. Powerful words to use, and that's exactly what's been happening. And so in doing so, they box in the campaign. They now control the campaign. 
and they don't have to do anything. It's all in the public's mind. And now the public is going to look at this as a candidate that they're going to start questioning, especially the liberal group. They're going to start using things like, and this is sounding a bit conspiratorial. They're going to try using this now to diminish his academic prowess and his deep study into what this bioweapon has done because of one word that they used, Jew. And because of that one word, everything that he does now gets stained. This is a masterful strike. It diminishes his ability to raise money. It diminishes his access to, to key influencers. It diminishes everything because nobody wants to get tagged as anti-Semitic. In effect, in a social media environment, because of the way information flows and they no longer have the control of a television and a radio, they've struck such, deep, such a deep wound that there's a large group of these people that will step back that would have been his supporters they will say, I, I don't want anything to do with that. I don't want to have any of that anti-Semitism touch me because they're so paranoid about being called out or flagged or identified as something other than a compliant lamb or sheep, I should say, in this walk. It was a masterful hit. Brilliant. Now, I want to point out a couple of things here that I think are really important to put a greater lens on what's going on here. We also know that there is a tremendous amount of congressmen that have dual citizenship with Israel. Our government, the large percentage of the both the Senate and the Republicans, or I'm sorry, Senate and House, carry dual citizenship with Israel. So there's a lot at stake for that relationship in that partnership between Israel and the United States, giving us, again, it's a, it's a backdoor to influencing our policies and using our taxpayer dollars for the benefit of wars in the Middle East and our strong henchman hold that Israel is used for. But there's something even deeper that he revealed. Robert Kennedy Jr. referenced the Ashkenazi Jews. <laughs> I don't know if you've looked that up. It's important to understand who they are. They are a population who was formed in the Holy Roman Empire. And around the end of the first millennium, their traditional dysphoria language was Yiddish. Okay, all this. But they come from areas with Slavic influence. And they moved from Germany to France to Northern Europe. Folks, to get right down to it, the Ashkenazi Jews are part of the Kanzarian Mafia. And it takes us right to Ukraine. This in thing is un insane what they just did with one play. And the beautiful thing about this is they didn't have to do anything. All you need to do in a social media environment in a fifth generation warfare is wait patiently because somebody is going to say something and it's not even intended to be divisive or hateful. And then all you have to do is give the right headline and present the clip, and you have an instant win. Then you back it up with your ability to move a story globally simultaneously with all your puppet agents, which we've seen happen with President Trump in more immensely. This story hit something like 3,000 outlets in just a day or two. That's not even possible unless it was organized. And it was organized. This was an organized hit to go global. And so the campaign is left flat-footed. And you can see it in what's happening here. 
They're trying to respond and overcompensate, like I said, to not being anti-Semitic. And all of the attention now on all the stories, especially with the liberals, are now being diverted from the things like, should we be in Ukraine or not? Um, should we should we believe the bioweapons thing or not? Is there such a real issue of child sex trafficking? All gets focused back on one man and one comment, and everything else is pushed aside. Check your news cycles right now. You will find that out of your news cycles, when Sound of Freedom and child sex trafficking was peaking last Friday, and as the continued momentum was picking up of the bioweapon, all of that went away with one strike against a Kennedy again. This is lethality beyond imagination. And the goal is here to be able to not only cripple him, but stain him in such a way that even if he makes a run with some with a reasonable impact, they can recycle this event over and over and over. And sadly, just for the sake of the political environment of the United States, it's ripe. They've set up a situation that is ripe to be used, even if he was to run against President Trump. Look, here's the deal. I don't, and I'll be very candid. I don't think there would be a finer moment in American history, in political history, to see Robert. Kennedy Jr. run against President Donald J. Trump. And this is why. Because those two, the debates that those two would have would reveal more truth in this nation than anything we've ever seen. The problem is they know this and they're afraid of it. And while they're afraid they can't stop Trump with all these incessant legal attacks, which are insane, they know that going after something like this with Robert Kennedy Jr. strikes at the morality of where he stands, and unfortunately, he's a bridge builder. He's not as he's not the aggressive outfront fighter that President Trump is. So there is a tendency to want to be delicate when you have to punch. This is a really important thing to understand of what how they're running things, and it can happen to every single one of us, especially in a world of AI. When I first heard this, I had to be clear, and I I, I looked at it very carefully, and I'm convinced that that video audio is absolutely true that it wasn't AI manipulated. But I wanted to point out something else. With the ability of AIs to manipulate voice, an event like this could even happen where they insert an audio of your voice that is now not even you and saying something egregious that they can then use and spin out of control. This is how the, the new deep state's working. They don't have to need a lot of people. They just need a lot of tools to influence people. And sadly, we have a mass of sheeple out here that are just not aware of what's really going on. They're still dependent on the mainstream outlets of news or what they think is alternative, which is an alternative at all. Add this to another problem. And I said this at the beginning, but it's a very true and very real problem. Right now, we should be seeing the supporters for Robert Kennedy Jr. and the supporters for Donald J. Trump joining forces to go after the media empire. But it won't happen. And the reason it won't happen is that there is an illusion that the Democrat side still lives under that Trump is evil and they don't want to look there. And yet they're becoming increasingly aware of the fact that the media itself is criminal. They should have expected this. But they got caught blindsided, in my opinion, because they spent so much time hating Trump and loving the fact that the media that was attacking him was working for them, that they missed the fact that the media has no loyalty. 
our legacy media is the key to the to this environment we're in. And when you take the legacy media with the bots that are online and the ability of AIs to function, you can take a simple event like we're just witnessing here and you can spread it across the world overnight, get mass amount of tractions on it, build it up as though it's gone viral, whether it has or not. And suddenly everybody in the world is looking at this from a narrow prism that was developed, which says that you said something about Jews. Everybody should be questioning why, why we have an untouchable class of people in this nation, in this world. I'm just going to be blunt. Nobody should be untouchable or beyond criticism. And nobody should be so protected that when you bring out facts like this, that people aren't listening. But they're, instead, they're listening to what they are said is a, is a racial slur or ethnic slur. It's complete garbage, but it's a brilliant methodology behind the methods of 5G warfare, it's 5G assassinations. Because now, I'm not saying he won't survive this. I think they're making solid efforts, but if the pathway continues, the one thing that works differently in the type of assassinations of 5G warfare is time. In the events of John F. Kennedy and Robert Kennedy, what was it was instant death. That was a gunshot. In the instance of 5G or five gen, fifth generation warfare assassination, what you're dealing with is time. It's a it's a constant de degradation of the person to where they become so ineffective and so controlled that they can no longer function within the space that they were, and they have to retreat. From that space and they'll never be able to retreat to go in there again and that's done by using something like this greeting a national international event with it and then wearing them down over time with similar types of attacks and reminding people always of this one little thing the answer to this is truth and the answer is leaning into exactly what was said azakanazi jews need to lean into it who are they where did they come from? Why is it that they were, in particular, by studies, and that's the other thing, bring out the studies. Why were they protected? Everybody should be asking that. But people aren't because they're so brainwashed into this anti-Semitic thing. And these are hot buttons, and we knew we were, they were going to use them. They're going to use them on patriots. They're equally going to use them on the Democrats that dare to step out of line and walk with Robert Kennedy Jr., this is only the beginning of attacks that are soon to come. You always have to have key things in place for a type of information warfare assassination. You have to have the triggers in place in the society that you know you can lean on that people will respond with without thinking. When we got an example of those types of triggers like this is anti-Semitism. You have to have a media apparatus set in place that when you need to move, you can move a message globally almost instantly. And you have to be able to wait patiently for the opportunity where you can grab something and write the headline and then let the video carry the proof. By what they, and what they did here was very brilliant because by saying that the Jews were spared, Robert Kennedy Jr. actually spoke the words, Azakanazi Jews. And, even, and so the campaign has spent time trying to, dis, to distinguish the words that they were using, saying we didn't say that, and saying that we didn't say that the Jews were spared. But the fact is that the video actually says Azakanazi Jews. 
And this is, again, how a liberal mind works. And I would honestly say that at this point in time, the hardest group of people to fool are actually those that followed President Trump all the way through these last eight years. We've gone through this ring over and over. We know how the media plays. But when you have a group that's awakening and they're vulnerable and sensitive and they're trying to build bridges to make the country heal and they're convinced that what President Trump did was divide the nation and they all want to build bridges and nobody wants to stand up to the real problem, which is the media, it's easy to, get a, it's easy to play it. Super easy to play. No problem. So what has happened here is you have a, their focus is to protect the Democrat base from truth. And the ripple effect, especially because I've seen it come up on conservative sites attacking RFK, are those on the conservative side that are still supporting Ukraine, on those that are blindly following Israel and the Jews. Nobody's thinking this thing through. Roseanne Barr gave us the truth. But you don't dare say any of this because if you do, you'll get flagged and booted and people are afraid of doing that. And that's the ultimate control is fear. They ha you have to have that other component in society with these words and triggers and areas you don't want to be stained by. You have to be afraid of speaking truth. And that's exactly where so many people are. This was a brilliant move. And I don't say that with compliment of joy. I just say it from a strategic point of view. It was brilliant. And the number of things that it knocked out of play all at once, and this again, unless this campaign can move quickly, to get ahead of it, not just leave it, but at some point have to push back and say, here's the facts. Read them, follow them, and we're moving on. And then be bold enough to disengage and not be trapped by having people tell you now what you can and can't say. Because this isn't going to go away. They're going to use this and deride this as much as they can. And unfortunately, with this anti-Semitic mark on him, it's going to be easy to pull back that wound in the future. I don't wish to see that. I, I have tremendous respect for RFK Jr. But this is a real difficult moment for the campaign, and it's a difficult reality that they're stepping into in this warfare. This warfare is vicious, and they're well experienced now because they've gone after Trump, and they understand that the audience, that the base that RFK is following is not nearly as sophisticated in the media war as the conservative side is. And so it's very easy to manipulate these things. I want you to hear this piece here on just, again, there's a number of pieces here I want you to hear, but let's get into literally what they fear. The day that it's clear or the night that it's clear that Trump's been reelected, heads will be exploding on the Harvard campus, the Stanford campus, the Yale campus, the New York Times offices, CNN will be in meltdown. Everybody will be on air, in tears, predicting the end of the republic. All that stuff will be going on, and the market will be rallying because investors will know that this will represent an improvement, just as it was an improvement when Trump got elected. I mean, the Trump administration got no plaudits for this because the media refused to acknowledge it. But in fact, the deregulation and the tax cuts delivered significant improvements. The labor market was in great shape. For the first time since 1999, real household disposable income went up. It had flatlined since the Clinton years, and Trump delivered a 9% increase in real disposable household income. Now, people have got short memories in America, but they aren't that short, and people aren't so suffering from amnesia that they've forgotten how well things were going until the pandemic. RFK represents the equivalent of what 
President Donald J. Trump represented to the Republican Party. And it, if they're really going to do well in this point in time, they have to start acknowledging that fully, that they're on the same fight. And it's the same fight which is to awaken America and get rid of this deep state. And RFK has already said openly many ways that he was going to do just that. But the ways in which warfare is fought now is different. And unfortunately, in an immediate saturated environment that we're in right now with so much of this topics of transgenderism and going after people's children, talking about groomers and protecting groomers, and a liberal party that itself, a liberal movement in itself that is very confused on these topics. It's, we're at a point right now when it's very difficult for people to even understand which way is up. So one of the things that is important to realize is they're doing everything they can to control the message. And here's a piece that kind of puts a lot of this in framing of where we are. All right, we need to have a talk. We need to talk about something that a lot of people are afraid to talk about because we have careers, jobs, family, friends. And I think it's getting to a point where I just don't care anymore. And I want to be the first trans woman to have an abortion. This video of this alphabet superstar kind of irks me, but I'm not mad about it. And I'll tell you why. It's very clear to me when you talk like this, when you speak like this, when you're asking for someone to give you a surgery. I will let a doctor who has successfully transplanted a uterine complex before cut the organs out of a willing, healthy, transmasculine donor, place them in my body. You're openly calling to abort a live fetus. All of these things that you're asking for and you're doing it as a point to shove it in my face like I would get mad about it. And let the transphobes and homophobes scratch their heads, wondering what to make of it. What I'm mad about are the people that lied to you that said you weren't mentally ill all this time ago. But when you're gonna talk about what you're gonna talk about and bring it to my doorstep, then we're gonna talk about it. Cause that is what is going on in here. And here it is, you're mentally ill. <laughs> This person is mentally ill and anyone that agrees with it, whether it's by cognitive dissonance, which is and not to get political, not to get political, but it's the left that allows this shit. And some people even on the right who just don't want anything to deal with it. It's getting to a point where I'm going to probably start putting my foot down a lot more about it. And yes, I have a career and yes, I have a family and yes, I have friends and whatever that may have to be accountable for the consequences of what I'm saying. But I don't care anymore. You're mentally ill. If you think like this, you're mentally ill. If you agree with this person, you're mentally ill. If you would facilitate this on behalf of this person, you're mentally ill if you are in in any way associated with the trans movement doing shit like this. And I'm just gonna let you know that I feel bad for you. I feel bad that you were tricked into thinking that this was okay behavior, that this was gonna be some kind of outlet to help you with whatever mental inst instability that you clearly have. I'm sorry that they lied to you and told you that acting like this, talking like this, was somehow gonna rectify all your other problems in life. I hate that people like me weren't able to get a hold of you first, tell you that it's gonna be okay and try to help you through your problems. Rather, you got around people that just extended the lie and they told you, hey, if you just dress up like this and put a piece of skin from your forearm and attach it to your belly button and call it a penis, everything will be fine. By the way, you're a woman when you do that. Like, no wonder they're so confused. Listen to the way they are talking. And I want to be the first trans woman to have an abortion.
Yeah, that's exactly what we need. All right, so just kind of in recap, that piece right there sums up the magnitude of the PSYOP that's been working on America. You have people that have been convinced, parents, that have convinced that it's right to take their children to a doctor, to have them surgically altered before they're adults, before they've ever had a chance to grow up with a fully developed mind and body to make a choice of what they want to do and alter them for life so that they can never again have kids and think that it's the right thing to do. That's the magnitude of the PSYOP we're dealing with right now. Literally, going up to a parent and saying, we're going to cut off your son's balls, and you're going to be like, okay, that's okay. Is it going to make him happy? Yes, it will, forever. That's where we are. We have an, a very awakened core of people that I would say are probably, I would title them as America first. Really don't care about parties, can't stand parties, don't like politics. That would be me. But we also want to see truth and justice. We have an, a media mega organization that has one objective, to keep people dumb and stupid and to use their power of information to turn those that are within the matrix against those that dare speak truth. And to turn them against it in so many ways that they never forget. Because they'll always remind them, and those NPCs over there will always go along with what they're reminded about. They have destroyed an effectiveness of cognitive ability in this nation. And the vax has not helped. And so when we look at this whole issue of where we're at, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. represents a moment in time where you can now see how effective and how fast an assassination can happen in the information space. Because there's now even questions within the liberal people, of liberal party and liberal movement going, whoa, whoa, what's happening? The best thing he could ever do is to announce that he's not a Democrat because it's too corrupt. The best thing he could do is put himself out as a candidate for America, for the common person. And when they start separating ourselves from the party, we'll start to grow some as a country. But these are things that unfortunately in politics aren't, aren't allowed. And when we get all these other organizations around there, and especially when we're dealing with this Northeast cabal of thinking, that thinks that it's the majority when in fact it's not, but it has all these things out here that continue to control people, including statistics, and they throw these at you all the time. Half of America believes this. Half of America believes that. And where we've become victim is that we just accept it as truth. We'll turn around, even ourselves, we turn around one day and we say we can't trust the media, and the next day we're recording exactly what they say. The great example of this was the student loan issue last week. Unbelievable. The Supreme Court ruled that the Biden administration could not repay student loans. Two days later, a headline comes out and says, the Biden administration went ahead and did it and paid off X number of student loans. So here's, here's what that resulted in. And it's the same effect as an information warfare attack. And it, and it literally assassinates, to use that term, unity. You have an imaginary group of people, we have no idea who they are, that apparently received money from the government to pay off their student loans. You now have another group of people, which is probably all of them on the liberal side, because I don't think anybody got paid, to tell you the truth. They're saying, well, how come I didn't get it and they did? I hate Republicans because, and the conservatives because they won't let us get our free money. And then you have the other side, the conservative side, that looks over here and says, I can't believe they got free money on my taxpayer dollar. I hate them. We don't even have proof that the money was moved. All it took was a headline. And it's the same media organization that we're supposed to not trust that we're trusting. This is exactly what just happened. Someone makes a comment. 
spared the Jews, and immediately it flames up around the world. And this, there's a large, large number of people in the world that are supposedly not trusting the media. It's at its lowest trust rate ever. And yet, here we are. Here we are, trusting the media in a message. The message that he spoke is where the truth is. Just go there. Do your research. Listen to what he said. If you don't have to agree with it, that's fine. The man's not anti-Semitic. I've said a thousand things worse than that. And I'm not anti-Semitic. I'm just anti-stupid, and I'm anti-tyrant. And so this is where we come down to. And it's really a responsibility on us to help the others. And I mean this. It's difficult because we've got to break down these party divisions. I am sick and tired of the Democrat-Republican narrative because it doesn't exist. And what we really need is honest, true debate in this nation. I don't care whether you support Robert Kennedy Jr. or not. I don't care if you support Trump or not. But those are your two most important voices on the political stage right now. Everyone else, if they vanish tomorrow, I swear, I and I don't drink, I'd be drinking. Because it'd be a great moment for America. But those two people are speaking more truth than we've ever seen. And a debate between those two people would do more for our nation than anything you could imagine. So naturally, I want to see Robert Kennedy Jr. succeed. But it's all about coming down to the people and seeing through this illusion. And it really, to be honest, this is where, as difficult as it is, this is something to think about. And I'm putting it to you all to think about. An opportunity for us to reach across the aisle and start having a conversation with somebody you may not normally do, like a hard-nosed Democrat. Fine, I don't care. Have the conversation. Talk about Robert Kennedy Jr., Bring up the history of the family, how many people they were wiped, wiping off the face of the earth because the family was feared. And let's get down to what's really going on here. They want that man silenced. They want Trump silenced. And there better be a reason that people see in their minds why that's happening, because that's the core of the whole problem. Truth is what they fear, and they fear ultimately through truth that the people will awaken to the realities of what this world is. And when you water it all down, the greatest crime against humanity ever conducted came in the form of an injection that people took in their arm, and there's thousands of people suffering. And children are disappearing, like 83,000 that they can't account for across the border, just to name a few. And that's just two topics. We've got to get people to wake up to the truth. Let's pray. Father God, we come here today very blessed and just thank you for these opportunities we have to come together, to reflect, and to speak truth. Just continue to pray for the continuation of this fellowship and the strengthening of this fellowship and the protection of this fellowship as we discuss hard topics, speak truth, and carry the love of Christ in our heart. It is a difficult time for all of us, as you know, Father. As the media continues its war, its waging relentlessly against the public, to destroy people's confidence, to destroy people's trust, to constantly d divide and conquer. And really, Father, if there's any prayer we have tonight, it's just that people will wake up and put aside their political differences based on parties that don't really exist. We need to start seeing ourselves as members of one country, 
and one body of Christ to walk together, to extend our hands together, to not to understand that we will not agree on everything, but that we can have civil conversations and understand who the true enemy is, which is not us, it's them, those in power, those in D.C., those that are running the media. And, of course, we can't forget our special group of people in the three-letter agencies. So, Father, at this moment... We're, we're lifting this up to you and, and praying into a moment in time where we're asking for a blessing on this nation to awaken people's eyes and to let them hear one another, to be able to have reasonable conversations and to put all this noise aside. Guide us and protect us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. That responsibility ultimately comes down to us. No one's going to do it for us. And, you know, we've talked about this before. Bake bread. Go and see your neighbor. Sit down and break bread and talk. Brew coffee. Do the same. If you're on the carnivore, carnivore diet, carnivore diet, grill a steak or something. Go next door. If they're vegetarian, I don't know what to say then. Just say, well, how about if I eat and we talk? Something like that. But you get my point. We, have, we need to literally be working to building bridges right now. We need it more than ever. And I will tell you that there's an awakening number of people that are following Robert Kennedy Jr. They see it, but they haven't got to the point of realizing the depth of the evil that they're facing. And that's literally where we can reach across the aisle and get rid of this separation and just start talking about people. I don't care what party you're at. I want to hear what you're going to do for the nation. I want to hear what you're going to do for us. I want to hear what the people are going to do for this country. And I want to hear how in that process, we're going to come together to work hard and oust these fools that are in D.C. and take our nation back. That's basically it. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you this evening for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. 
and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 